Okay. Hello. Hello. Yes. Okay, it's working. It's been a while. This is Lady Angelo. How you doing here? Uh, 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 all right. Today. Why am I here? What am I doing? Where have I been? Who cares? I uh, am moved to discuss something today uh, that has in it uh, what, what I would call an object lesson. Uh, you know, my pops was always fond of these, still is to this day. The object lesson, which is uh, some, some situation in life which teaches us a greater thing, a greater wisdom found in the, in the mundane scenario here. So, you know, this is fond of saying, you know, this, this makes a great point here. And, and, and then we go on. He does this to this day. Uh, it is a quality I both admire and resent uh, in people. Uh, because he is forever a preacher. That's, that's a fact. Always preaching. Always soapboxing. The soapboxer. It's uh, Simon and Garfunkel B-side. Not as good a song. Not as good. But still, you know, it's Simon and Garfunkel. You cut a break, right? It's very mellow. It's very mellow. Is there anything more mellow than Simon and Garfunkel? I ask you. When they didn't have an orchestra... Oh, I'll tell you something more mellow than Simon and Garfunkel. When I was a bartender at a bar... Uh, uh, what was the date of it? Probably like 1997 or eight or something like that. I was a bartender, and on Tuesday nights, there were these guys that would come in, and they were, uh, they were called, uh, I don't know, the Dustin Brothers or something like that. They were neither Dustins nor Brothers. <laughs> and yet, uh, anyway, they would do uh, the, the hits that uh, 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 40-something white trash people love, uh, a sampling, if you will. Of uh, 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 Stevie Nicks and uh, and uh, uh, you know Steely Dan and uh, <laughs> Jimmy Buffett, etc. Uh, Peppered in with some Simon and Garfunkel, some of their mellower hits. But these two dudes were so mellow. It's like two guitars. They were like the uh, name another couple of brothers who were very mellow, like the Smothers Brothers, in fact. Only not funny. Okay. <laughs> Where did I go? Anyway, the object lesson is... There's something going on. I live in, in the Southern California area at the moment. For the time being. Slowly winding its way uh, down. I think my, my time here is, uh, is uh, finite. But living out here is interesting, and that uh, there are a lot of things that happen in nature here that you don't, uh, in a particular to this area. One of them that's making the news is thing called Super Bloom. And Super Bloom is a great name for, I think, a, an album. Um, I don't know what, who would have banned it, but Blind Melon, perhaps, would have made an album called Super Bloom, or, uh, I, think, I don't know, Ned's Atomic Dustbin or something. Who knows? Who would have made an album like this? Happy Mondays, maybe. One of them weird, weird bands that you just can't. Uh, Super Bloom. Anyway, what am I saying? The Super Bloom is interesting 
it's basically the California poppies come every season. They're very red, delicate-looking little flower with four to five petals on it. Uh, they're beautiful little flower. California poppy, native to Southern California area, uh, and, and comes every season. However, it, it's a very dry here and very brown. So if there's no rain, the poppies are few and far between, right? And I've been out a couple of uh, times to the Antelope Valley, which is up uh, sort of northeastern uh, Los Angeles County. Been up there to, to look around and to see the poppies, and it's beautiful and everything, and they're nice. It's beautiful. It's a nice little day. Unfortunately, you got to go to the Antelope Valley to see it. That is a real unfortunate circumstance, I'll tell you. But uh, you, you do what you got to do. They got a, 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 a preserve even for the for the poppies up there. Uh, uh, okay. But this year we had a lot of rain, right? And the rain brought the green. And when you see these rolling hills out here in, in Southern California with the green on them, it changes everything. Most of the time it's the ugliest place on earth. I'm sorry, California, but you're hideous. Other than the beach, there ain't nothing here to look at. It's all brown. And it's very, the urban, the city ain't even beautiful because it's all contemporary. See, they didn't, there's no style to it like in the, on the East Coast. There's no history to it. It's just ugly and brown. And that's what you get most of the time. But we've had some rain. So now the backdrop is green and there's some snow on the mountains and it's very beautiful. Anyway, the rain brought the poppies in. The poppies are exploding this year. And that is what is known as... Uh, super bloom because it it sounds nice in a news thing. So I went out to see the super bloom. Only this time I didn't go to Antelope Valley. I went down to a, a place south of Orange County called Lake Forest. And Lake Forest, which I've never been to before, has these really beautiful rolling hills with, with the with the bloom on the hills. Okay. Super bloom, and it was very nice. It was beautiful. Wait, you got to go early in the morning because this place was mobbed. And I saw it on the news and I'm like, well, I'm not doing this. So I went at 5 a.m. and uh, was out on the trails by 6 or 6.30, something like that. So there's a long and winding trail that goes uh, around the uh, middle point of these hills, sort of uh, in between the, the high points and the low points. So there's a valley below. And there's peaks above on these big, big trails. And what you need to know about the trails is that they are dirt trails with no flowers on them at all and big enough for one vehicle, right? The ranger vehicle could drive up these trails. Most of the hiking trails out in Southern California are big enough for a single vehicle. I think that's why they exist in the first place. But those are also the hiking trails, right? And they wind up and down the hills and you can look up at the peaks and see the bloom and you can look down at the valleys and see the bloom and the bloom is all around you and you stay on the friggin' trail so when you go in first rule of super bloom stay on a fucking trail that's it that's all they wanted from you don't pick flowers is rule number two but it's sort of tied in with rule number one which is don't molest super bloom leave super bloom to its business and we'll all enjoy it because there will be mobs and mobs of tourists out here to see this and when you stop on super bloom you ruin super bloom for everyone okay stay on the fucking trails that's all they wanted from you so go out there 
wander around, take your photos, do what you gotta do, enjoy yourself, but stay on the trails. That's all they wanted from you. Easy enough because, as I find, most beautiful scenery, this is a tangent, but most beautiful scenery is best viewed from a distance, as Bette Midler said. From a distance. Uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 right. From a distance, you can see the vastness of the field. You can see the rolling hills. You can see the, the beautiful orange flowers peppered with uh, slightly yellow flowers, peppered with this bluish uh, grass, peppered with, like, purple flowers. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. And, you know, with things going the way they are, we haven't had rain out here in years. So with things going the way they are, maybe it won't ever happen again. On the East Coast this time of year, it's too cold for wildflowers to come out later. There's a lot of rain and all that. But this is special. This is For this place in this time, this is a special thing. So standing on a dirt trail, not molesting any flowers and looking out into the vastness of the space... You can really appreciate the, the, the gravity of this situation. It's a gorgeous thing. Right? Silver blue. What point does this illustrate? I've been talking and I've been teaching this, this semester a drawing class. And one of the points that I have trouble making with my students over and over again is how to bring focal point into your uh, drawing. Meaning that every drawing has a subject, uh, single or multiple subjects, but they live in a hierarchy with each other. There's usually a single focus or a primary focus, as I phrased it. The artist's job, part of the artist's job, is to draw attention to that primary focal point. In a beautiful scene with a lot of flowers, there is no primary focal point. The whole thing is a, is a, a vast field, right? It, it's, it's an all-over thing that you have to see. So maybe one hill in front would be the focal point. Maybe some single solitary tree in the back would be the focal point. Who knows, right? <clears throat> but all of the bloom, all of the field would serve as a, as a support system for some focal point. So the photographer, and I'll use a photography as an example, or a painter who was trying to uh, was trying to point out the vastness of a space, would have to eliminate the idea of a focal point. Basically, you would have to say. Well, this is I'm, my, my, the job there here that I'm trying to communicate is the, the overwhelming scale of it, right? Or the density of it. And you don't do that by leaving out information. You do that by saturating the thing with information. So even when you take a photo with a camera that has a focus, focus, you know, pulling focus on a camera happens automatically for most of us. <coughs> but, uh... uh even that camera with a density of a field is going to pull focus on something in the center, but the whole thing is going to appear just like a mass of, of, of orange and, and purple and such, right? Unless you've got a single flower floating up there in front of the, of the lens, which sometimes people do that, or a bee, uh, 
you know, arrested in mid-flight, about to, to light on a, a, one of a single pebble. That's the sort of thing you'd pull focus on, and then your background will be a support system for all that. Uh, I'm getting off topic. My point is, being out there and taking photos and looking at it with your with your human eyes, it really emphasizes the point that of, of what a focal point does, and and how a lack of a focal point really shows the vastness of space. So for me to not show a focal point, I'm basically saying in my composition, photographic or otherwise, uh, this whole thing, like the, the scale of this whole thing is the focus of this piece.